Welcome to Writish, the one-stop shop on your writer journey where we discuss everything writing-related from shiny new ideas through publication. Whether it's on the indie or traditional path and the ish of life that fuels and sometimes gets in the way of our creative pursuits. I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction and alumni of the NYU Master's in Publishing program and the founder of Inimitable Books, LLC, a new book publisher dedicated to uplifting marginalized voices without forcing authors to spotlight their trauma. I'm Kelly, a genre-hopping writer, trier of hobbies, and a debuting author fall of 2023. In this episode, I am running the show. I am the ringleader. I am here with my emotional support, Oreos, and my special fizzy drink. And joining me, I'm going to be interviewing Brie Bonomo again and her co-author, Katie Wagner. So hi, welcome to the Hot Mess Express since I'm officially running today's show. <laughs> you all are laughing, so that means that I'm doing something right. So do we want to do like little introductions before I get into peppering you guys with questions? I've been here before. I'm Brie Bonomo. I am a, an aspiring published author. But I primarily write fantasy and sci-fi, and I'm currently in the querying trenches, and you can find me pretty much all over the internet, from YouTube to TikTok to Instagram. That's where I hang out. I'm Caitlin. I write under the name Katie Wagner. Also primarily write fantasy sci-fi, and I have queried before. I'm currently in the writing process. That is my dog freaking out in the background. She's apparently really mad about how all of it's going. But yeah, I have not been here before, so I'm entirely new. (laughs) Well, welcome. So, our first question. Can y'all describe the story that you guys are co-authoring? Which one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pick one. Spin a wheel. I'll flip a coin. Both? All. Well, I guess we could say our, our current one, which is kind of funny as we introduced ourselves as sci-fi r- <laughs> fantasy writers and, and our current work in progress is... It's not sci-fi <laughs> fantasy it's a rom-com <laughs> yep completely magic free yep kate you wanna you wanna explain our rom-com a little bit um so this rom-com started i think as a joke because you were doing a youtube live and we were like wouldn't it be really fun to get meta and write about two writers trying to write a story together and falling in love in the process so we rented a yurt for a weekend and we started it and tried to write for, you know, 12 hours a day, but that was a hefty goal. It's us. And ADHD was like, no, look at all the stuff we could do. <laughs> it was a lot of climbing mountains to look for goats and voice recording ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, we have two authors, both in entirely different parts of their careers with entirely different styles, stuck in a small cabin, trying to not only meld their styles together but also their entirely different personalities okay so from my knowledge (laughs) y'all go way 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 back into the olden days of high school (laughs) so i've did one of you approach the other with co-authoring or did it just kind of happen as like a cutesy teenage thing and then it just stuck? Mostly that. <laughs> Way back when it was the days of MySpace. <laughs> MySpace and Live Journal. MySpace and Live Journal, yeah. 
So we knew each other growing up because both of our families kind of attended the same church. And so occasionally they would bring us around and, and whatnot. And like we knew each other. But then I started working at a bowling alley. And that is where Caitlin worked as well. And we just became instant friends. So in the midst of that, we both kind of talking one time because we'd work like every Saturday in chaos. And and as we would be like flipping, you know, burgers or throwing down fries, we started realizing that we both like to write. And very organically, we would just swap ideas. And then one day it started with our baby novel that still has a chokehold on us. Mm-hmm. We were talking about characters and we were just like, oh my God, like, could you imagine like writing this character and this and blah, blah, blah. And that is how our first book started was that we pictured a bunch of characters. I mean, we love a good found family trope. <laughs> and we were like, what if all these characters had to come together? And we started planning out a trilogy that ended up being like an eight book series that ended up not working at all. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's how we ended up like writing because we were just working together and sharing ideas. And then we were like, yeah, let's do it. No, no idea. And like no formal training, no classes on how to write a book. We just went gung ho. We essentially wrote like almost like someone writing an RPG on Tumblr, like just character profiles. And then we're like, no, but how would they all meet? And then just meshing them all together. That That was the start of our book. I love that, though, because I loved Tumblr back in Tumblr's heyday. That was my shit. Because you guys have, like, such a history with each other and so many stories that you guys have kind of crafted and created together, birthed together, if you will, in this partnership. The labor unit is very, uh, they're working overtime with our books. <laughs> How do you guys go about brainstorming, outlining? Like, do y'all split everything evenly? Do you outline every chapter? Like, what is the process if we were a fly on the wall? In the beginning, there was no process at all. For our first book, it was definitely a learning process of needing to learn we had to have a process. Because, you know, we would both write, you know, for hours at a time. This was, you know, in college and, you know, you would get an idea and you would just run with it. And then we realized that our story, you know, spanned 20 different kingdoms, 42 different characters. And, you know, none of them really connected anymore. So now I would say with the current work that we're working with, we did actually outline. We did kind of have a loose idea of where we were going. You know, because when you're writing by yourself and if you take a sharp left turn, you can kind of roll with it and, like, you know where you're going. When you're working with someone else, having a direction in mind really helps so that, like, neither one of us are straying too far and wasting time by going all the way over there and then the other person being like, no, no, we were supposed to go to Cleveland and now you're in Hawaii. (laughs) I also love the whole 42 kingdom, well, like 20 kingdoms and 42 different characters. Like, I'm sorry, George R.R. Martin, is that you? I mean, we're not, that's not really much of an exaggeration. No, it's not. We were like a a young adult George R.R. Martin at the time. Yeah. We have since shifted to more adult focus. Yeah. Yeah, we had, you know, a merchant in a marketplace that we were real attached to for a minute. <laughs> Get a whole backstory. <laughs> and Mark Hamill was going to play that merchant. I'm still to this day, if we ever get the book published and it becomes a movie, Mark Hamill has to be tapped for that. He has to play that character, just that one character. Just that character for five minutes. So you guys have a cabbage man. We do. We have a cabbage man. Yes. Yes. Spot on. Okay. So it's the best combination of the cabbage man and the wanna buy a sundial from Hercules. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
you guys, I feel the the spirit of Zara is just so excited about this story. <laughs> Call it my Pisces sense. Zara's also a Pisces, but like just something is happening to where I'm like, Zara would love this. <laughs> Coming back to the question too, just to expand a little bit. So I feel like we've had a very unique sense of how we write stories together because we both grew up and learned together. Like all of this was very new. Like we started writing before we went to college, like before I had any formal classes. So we kind of became very strong writers because we always had like a check balance with each other. So it's always been interesting. But the one thing that I think is unique compared to maybe some other people is that we never let anything go without both of us writing it. So even though like, for instance, when we first started writing, let's just say I would take over the character of Demetria and Kate would have the character of Todd. And then at some point I would end up writing like half a Todd scene and Kate would go through and be like, oh my God, but Demetria, this sounds really cool. So we just constantly talked things out and worked that we knew all of our characters, even if like we weren't the primary writer at the time. So there's definitely like to the point where we wouldn't be able to tell sometimes who wrote what at this point because we've written all of it. Not to like derail from that beautiful explanation and kind of digging down further into the process and how it's a growing thing, but... Can we talk about like Demetria's like such a main character energy name and then Todd? I'm sorry. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, they're twins, Toby and Todd. Yep. And they're from a different kingdom that is like, so Demetria is like a futuristic world. So basically though, part of the reason our original story didn't work though is because we did have all these very cool high concept ideas. So like Demetria was in a very futuristic dystopian world where things were not good. And Todd and Toby were way more like, what did we say? They're kind of like in a Polish, like inspired world, mm-hmm. but like Poland back in like the 1300s. Europe, if like the Industrial Revolution didn't happen. Yes. Our planet would be so, so much better off. Probably. As you can see, some of the names and things like that did not work out. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would still keep the names like moving forward, but just the meshing of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Dimitri is a badass main character. So she is very main character energy there. This was something my other co-writer, R.P. Winters, and I were discussing recently since we are just kind of getting into this co-writing relationship and it's been like a year and we're just finished getting ready to finish our first draft. They were talking about how in the second draft we should focus on making it more streamlined so that way you can't guess who wrote it. And it sounds like you guys are already there, which is a, a big step from what I'm feeling like... <laughs> It happened super organically that we did it that way. And I think part of it was because we were just really young and we were having fun with like just snowballing ideas between each other. There was no, like there was always that like, oh, we're going to publish it someday. But it was really just having fun as kids, like making up all of these characters and then reading each other's ideas about it. And then like Bree said, going in and being like, oh, but what if we added this? And like writing over one another until they were like so blended that, that that original manuscript, I could not tell you who wrote, wrote what, even if I tried. <laughs> I think part of that too was that like we were just writing as best friends. We didn't come together like because somebody like said, "Oh, you both write. You should write together." Yeah. It literally just started as that's how we were spending time together. <laughs> I love that. And also keep in mind though too. Now we're gonna age ourselves. 
we have now been writing for 15 years together. Mm -hmm. Is that a longer relationship than you and Greg just celebrated, Bree? Yes, it is. <laughs> Kate and I's love is undying. Yeah. Yeah, you might be one of my wrong longest relationships. Stuck with me. Bree has mentioned before that y'all have an email with like a pen name that both of you have access to for query. Tell me more about when this stopped being a fun friend get together thing and actually started becoming like, we could do this. I think when other people read it. Yeah. Like we actually had other people read the first like couple chapters, I think not too long into writing it because I know we didn't have it done yet. Both of us always had this I want to write and I want that to be part of, you know, not necessarily a career, but part of my life. And I want to share it with people. I don't want it to just be for me. And then I think like people actually read it. And that was when I was like, okay, okay, no, it's not just us just having fun. Like this is actually something that people might enjoy. So I'm much less confident than I want to in that. I know people want to read this. It's just, you know, 19-year-old me was like, wow, wow, you think this is good? <laughs> I think we always kind of thought writing is something that we know we're good at, but it's such a tough place to be confident in because mm -hmm. there are so many writers, there are so many things. And the fact that we wrote a 200,000 word monstrosity and people devoured it. Mm -hmm. So once we had some people read our sample chapters, finally, that's when we were like, we have to finish the story. Like, we have to find the ending. We have to do it. And people read it all. And we got like, like, we definitely got some good criticism to like where we can improve. Mm -hmm. And like, we also kind of criticized ourselves, and I think harder. Mm -hmm. But like, I remember to this day that someone compared our writing to Lainey Taylor. And that was like, that made my life mm -hmm. <laughs> to this day, made my life. She has a very like poetic writing style. Mm -hmm. I would never have said that that would be me. So I think that's why like the comment completely was like, oh my God. <laughs> I could have told you that from just a little bit of copper that you wrote. I was like, wow, this is really different from mine. <laughs> well, listen, though, you have to also consider now that this is 15 years in the making. So getting that comment back when we were like 20 was mind blowing. <laughs> I could imagine. All right. So as far as like querying goes, after writing 200,000 words, maybe plus at this point, it's massive. I still have that bundled up and signed. <laughs> because I was like, someone one day is going to uncover this tome. It's right behind me, actually. It's in that room. <laughs> Mine's in my, my trunk there, but you know. I'll be right back. I'll grab it. I was going to say, she could do it because mine is literally sealed. I put it in like an envelope and sealed it and signed it to be like, <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> I'm just thinking about years, years, whenever we're all dead and someone's going to be like in Bree's house. <laughs> Which version do you want? Oh my gosh, we got versions of this 200,000 word beast. Yes. Y'all are legends. So the bag that Kate has whipped out is like that bag in the Halloween Town movies that the grandma has that she keeps pulling manuscripts out of that are different versions of this book. Okay. That, that, that at least killed 20 trees. Oh my gosh. And also imagine us printing that out like four times. <laughs> <laughs> like badass it's just like no we're gonna sit and go through every single page we did so we both had copies we would sit in her in that well i think is it the room that you're in currently i think it is right it might be so we would sit in that room and we would like get in our comfy chairs and one weekend we literally spent all weekend reading through line editing and like marking things up so we spent a lot of time on that book. We truly did. And a lot of the bank's resources, because I always printed it at work. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. 
I would be lying if I didn't say that I went into work an hour early one time just to use my resources so no one would see me there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a bank manager at the time. So like I could just go in whenever. So I'd go in before I was there. I was like, no one's going to know <laughs> that I just wasted 500 pieces of paper. <laughs> now they know. Yeah, I don't work there anymore. It doesn't matter. Oh, OK. Great. Great. <laughs> New jobs. Yeah. So I'm a full time witch now. I don't work at a bank. Yes. OK. So querying. So eventually we got our feedback back. We also realized as we started doing research and stuff that 200,000 words was not going to fly in the industry. We also kind of realized that there was a very clear breaking mark and we really had like two completely separate stories going on. Like the first half didn't really connect to the second half and That is kind of where things started getting a little wonky as far as like future. But at the time, we were able to split the first half and clean that up. And it was a pretty good story. It just had its issues, but we were very confident in it at the time. So we decided the best way to do it, um, we like researched our querying and stuff like that. And instead of like using one of our emails, we already had an email address because we were using Google Docs. So both of us have this shared uh, Gmail And we would log into our Google Docs and our work is in just that email. So anything we ever do, like we're the only two that have access to it. Like we don't have like, we don't go into it on our own emails. Like it's just, we log into our main, our joint email and we go from there. So because of that, we were, there wasn't a ton of information on how to query two authors. So we just wung it essentially (laughs) and we were like all right we're just gonna make a query letter we're gonna sign it with both of us and we gave a little bio instead of for like a couple sentences of one person we just pretty much said like here's our friendship and what we want (laughs) i love that though that's really cute here's our friendship we're a great match (laughs) so 15 years together writing that's a lot of time how do you guys handle any disputes that might come up? They don't honestly happen too often, if I'm being entirely fair. Like, we've had certain ideas where we're both approaching it from different directions and, like, avenues where, like, one of us thinks that's a really good idea and the other is like, no, I don't know how that's going to work out. And, and really, it's just communicating. I think both of us are really good at explaining why we're approaching something the way we are. And the other is really good at actually listening, like, actively listening. And I think that's really important when you're co-authoring is, like, not to just be trying to interject your opinion the whole time but actually actively listening to the other and understanding why they're approaching it the way they are yep i would say if we had any disputes it really i would say was pretty early like i remember one time like because we were i was in college at this point and kate was up where we grew up so like we never had like a ton of time to get together physically to write Mm -hmm. so we would like add things and i remember being at college i think and there was like a direction she was going in that i was kind of like I don't know. So like, I didn't say anything because I was at college, but then I remember like trying to think through it. And I was just like, you know, what are you thinking about this or whatever, or like a name or something like this or whatever. It really did come down to like, again, talking it out. But I also remember too, like I needed to kind of take a few seconds to like, so if I was angry or something, like I hate that name, like I would just let myself be angry for a few minutes. And then I would kind of like calm down and be like, all right, let me be logical now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that definitely happened way more early early on yeah rather than like now I would say like for the most part we just hype each other up yeah I would just say early on it was a lot of us writing apart even though we were writing the same like story 
technically. It was both of us taking the characters that we had kind of come up with and like really just rolling with it. So like there wasn't a ton of direction. There wasn't a ton of like, this is where we're heading or this is kind of what we're seeing. It was a lot of hyping each other up when we did manage to get together and then writing separately. So like those things were a lot more common then than I feel like they are now. Yeah. As I say, most of the time, we usually, like, when we write now, especially with the rom-com, we pretty much, like, are say like, hey, are you free? Let's get together. So, like, mm-hmm. we don't do as much, like, writing apart, which Mm-mm. sometimes is to our detriment as far as getting the things done. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice because we'll just have that, like, we have, like, friend time slash writing time together. And mm-hmm. we're usually, we've been actually very productive the last couple of times we got together to write the rom-com. Yep. Well, the yurt vlog was everything. That's the best weekend. We need to do that again. I'm all for that because that was like so much fun. It was a little bit cold because we did go in November. We did. <laughs> but it was, I don't know. I recommend it. If it's not a year, I just recommend going away with your writing partner mm-hmm. and like having a good time. Yep. You hear that, RP? I know you're in the UK, but you have to come to the States now. I know you're listening. How will, because uh, obviously you guys have talked about like querying and stuff. So clearly you guys want to pursue traditional publishing. So Brie, I also know that you are querying your own stories. So like how do you guys prioritize querying your group projects versus individual projects? Like what would be the best scenario for your guys' traditional publishing experience? I think initially, like when we first started out and we were writing our high fantasy portal fantasy conglomeration I think both of us just assumed we were going to be published together (laughs) like there wasn't much of a discussion otherwise at that point and we were we put so much energy into that story for years that that's kind of like the only thing we ever pictured so it was only like more recently that I started to branch out and I think it's just kind of like whoever's gonna get it and it happens like we'll kind of move from there so like if I get lucky enough to get an agent and I can be traditionally published that would be something that I would converse with my agent or an or publisher or whatever I go through and you know trying to see like hey like I have some co-written stories that I do think the market would be interested in and just see like how that would work so if it would be like an agent would be like yeah I'll take both of you or you know no they have to go find their own I'm sure at that point I would help Kate prepare stuff like that I mean I've done a ton of research and querying at this point so if she was just like hey I think I'm ready to like query this I would I would help her out in a heartbeat yeah no I would agree with Brie though we really did we had no idea going in like what any of this even looked like and like what the processes were I think we've gone through every possible scenario between like same names to having like a joint co-name to like all of the stuff and you know at this point like she said it's kind of just where we're both working on things together but also solely and you know we're just communicating back and forth on where we're at and like what our expectations are and, and just making sure we're both on the same page with it so 15 years of writing together and many more to come. What is the best part of this co-authoring partnership between you two? You going first or? You can go. I feel like you had a thought. I was just going to say our ever-growing love for each other. (laughs) I was actually going to say that like full chest, not even being sarcastic, that I think that if I hadn't started writing with you, and this is like much deeper than I expected this answer to be, I don't think that I would actually have anything I have right now. Because... 
I, so when we started writing together, we were working at a bowling alley. I had actually just finished up school because I was diagnosed with a brain tumor while I was in high school and ended up not going back to traditional schooling. So I got my GED. I was going to like classes at our community college. I had no idea what I wanted. I didn't realize how depressed I was either at all because, you know, this was 2000, like, six-ish. We didn't really talk about mental health yet. I started working at a bank in 2009. Not a, at all what I wanted to do, but this project was like my one link to still being creative. And it was like the thing that when I couldn't be creative throughout the day because I was working in a very traditional like office setting that I could go home and actually explore this creative side of me and still kind of have that like hope that someday I would be doing something other than just counting other people's money. And I really think that like through exploring characters and themes and all of this stuff with someone who I'm so comfortable with, like somebody who's my best friend, I got to truly work through a lot of my own stuff. It was this weird way of processing, this weird way of growing. And, you know, I would have never after 13 years had the, I don't know if I can say that, I would have the balls to like actually just say like, no, I'm not going to just fit in a job that I hate. I'm going to go start my own business. I'm going to do all these things. I like, I want to actually help people and be creative all day and still do these things. I don't think I would have ever done that if I hadn't started writing and actually having someone that I was comfortable to continue writing with. I think I would have just given it up. So fucking cute. Like, (laughs) damn. That's so, (laughs) I just can't. I'm going to write a rom-com between you guys now. You guys are my next (laughs) inspiration. Prepare yourselves. (laughs) said that we're like you know <laughs> yeah. like if all else fails we'll just yep. be a relationship soulmates right here platonic <laughs> <laughs> soulmates yeah we'll make it work yeah it'll be so, fine zara and her co-writer jonathan they had this little cheeky promise that zara didn't tell me about when there was a specific age that they agreed upon <laughs> they said that they would you know get married to each other and I'm going to write a book about it. And now after hearing Kate's lovely heartfelt answer, I'm going to write a book about you guys. Prepare yourselves. I'm here for it. Yes. But yeah, but on the the heartfelt train though too, I do agree. Like I was in a rough place as well when I was a teenager. And I, I guess like, I don't know, it was definitely a very toxic relationship that I was in for like a year and a half at this point when I was 16. And I didn't realize what it was at the time until looking back. So like, I think also I was very depressed and writing was like that one hope that I was like so excited for, I could get hyped about and that helped quite a lot. So yeah, growing up and and just having somebody to bounce ideas and support me and just give me that hope that I needed was worthwhile. And now, like I said, we have this blossoming forever love <laughs> that we, we will grow and grow and find each other in future lives. Mm-hmm. It's the snow and charming of this universe. I will always find you. Yes. So wrapping up this like such fun session, what would you tell writers considering doing a co-authored project? I think it's so dependent on the person. Communication's key. So if it's somebody that you have a hard time communicating with, it's, I think, going to be a much more difficult process. But it's life-changing. I think writing in its essence is something that, like, allows us to process so much through, like, our inner psyche and, like, all of these things that we don't even know we have inside of ourselves. So doing that with another person, especially one that you trust and that you can communicate with, 
is such a life-changing experience because not only are you processing through all of your own stuff, but you're getting like feedback on it and you're getting their stuff and you're like creating this like entire world together. So it's such a potentially life-changing experience that I would recommend it to anyone that has a person they can trust and communicate with properly to do it. If you're starting from a place where you're not like as familiar with the person or something like that, it's definitely going to be hard. But I do think like a big key would just be like being open to things, like not just criticism, but being open to understanding that person and like understanding how things come together. Because essentially like it is a bit like you're creating a romance (laughs) between each other. There's so many things that you're learning and you're incorporating and you're trying to work out. So co-writing is definitely like a next level relationship and as i will echo that it can be life-changing you just have to be open to it that's all yeah agreed there's so many like good perks to writing with someone like writer's block is so much easier with a co-author because you still have that other person to bounce off of you know when you're trying to troubleshoot or you're afraid you're going to write yourself into a corner it's great to have that other person so you know as many struggles as there are because you are trying to mesh two you know ideas together and they're like Bree said, if you don't know someone as well, it's it's potentially a, a bigger process. There is so many rewards to doing a whole project together. I really enjoy your guys' answers. And I liked all the answers for all the co-authors that we have interviewed this season with that question, because they all have like the same essence, but also very different in the same way. And it's it's very nice. So real quick, before I do the little end bit, Kate, you can shout out your business if you like. So I actually own the Salted Pixie. It is a therapeutic salt cave and sanctuary in Archibald, Pennsylvania. We're at thesaltedpixie.com and on all social media, we're the Salted Pixie. So you guys can go and follow them and maybe book like a nice relaxing visit. We do salt sessions. So those are usually 45 minutes. It's like kind of a breathing treatment, but also a meditative experience. And we also do massages, yoga, girls nights. You know, you can't sleep in the salt cave. You kind of wake up like SpongeBob and Sandy's house, it's kind of dried out. But our website has, I really, it's like the tip of the iceberg of all the things we do. So obviously reach out if you have any questions. Also, I'm going to plug their business because they are doing retreats now. We are. So if you wanted to stay, there is a Witchcraft 101 retreat Mm -hmm. in November doing all of the kind of basics and getting in tune with yourself. Mm -hmm. And because I've been helping try to like brainstorm ideas for the workshops. Because it's 11-11 that we're going away. So we're really going to focus on manifestation and healing like ancestral wounds and really like delving into like, where do I start if I'm trying to like start this witchcraft journey. So I'm so excited. This has been the Rightish Podcast where I commandeered the whole damn episode and we'll be back with another episode next week when Zara will be returning and saving the podcast. We'll be talking about what it looks like to work on multiple projects at once. You know, chaos. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Rightish Podcast, on Twitter at right underscore ish, and on Kofi at Rightish. Where, by the way, if you follow us there, you can see that we have a little bit of a paywall where you can listen to deleted scenes from this episode and others. Bye. Bye.